0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The USA is in a
2: crucial stage. not because of foreign wars we wage. What do we want to do with the colors blue and red? Too many laws, too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? Civil rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. free the way God made sense And I won't be ruled by the damned West Taking your rights and self-defense They say you're stable but they don't make sense Dangerous money will not turn into guns All the need is know is the soul All you buy is made out for insurance The way God made sense And I won't be ruled by the damned
3: Cast of Tap into the Truth.
4: Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, uh, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And so very happy to be live for this first hour, simulcasting with the fine folks over at WCETFM. So Booyah, baby Here we go Larger than the average live audience Going to get started It has been one heck of a day Hasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? First of all, it's Juneteenth Woo! That is actually a big deal Uh, I've heard a lot of people trying to downplay it I've heard a lot of people say Hey, is it just me or has nobody ever heard of this before? Well, guess what? A lot of us have heard of it before Uh, (laughs) Now, uh, it, it is It's a pretty momentous day, and I've heard some folks are pushing to try to to make it a nationally recognized holiday, and I'm not opposed to that. I think that we should celebrate history and all its various uh, incarnations. For the same reason I would like to have a Juneteenth holiday, I also would like to see the Confederate statues remain where they are. Again, I've mentioned I'm not opposed to the – compromise of maybe changing some of the uh, plaques that are on these statues a little bit to to reflect the grave nature of the things that they did and accomplished in the the dark times for this nation that they represent. But we cannot hide from our history. All right, so there's enough of that business. I want to give shout outs to the folks that are here listening live at this very moment, this very second in living color, uh, regardless of what color that may be. We welcome them all here at Tap into the Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, hanging out at the WCETFM chat room, we've got Casey in the house. Hopefully we'll have a few more folks join us in the meanwhile, but it's Friday night, and uh, I greatly appreciate you putting your... The kickoff to your weekend plans aside to hang out with me for this hour. Casey, thank you for being here. Also, over in the BTR chat room, we've got Bigfoot, blogger extraordinaire. Check out his stuff at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. We've got the crazy Cajun, uh, one heck of a producer. Doing the hard work over at WCET to make sure that this first hour of the broadcast is simulcast perfectly and then recording the remainder of the show so it may be rebroadcast perfectly. Doing a great, great job. We also have Chief, host of Simple Facts of Life, hanging out with us as well. Great program that you can find right here at the home broadcasting platform. Go on over to blogtalkradio.com. You'll see a little search bar at the top. From there, put in Simple Facts of Life. Run the search. Scroll down a little bit, you'll find the show, and it'll be well worth your time. Um, let's see here. Uh, on the planet Zontar, we are a lovely shade of magenta. Hey. That's a unique color. Magenta. I like it. I like it a lot, Chief. I've seen pictures of you though. You don't look very magenta. Is it something that only happens when you're in your home atmosphere? Kind of the diffraction of light and through the uh, various gases that are slightly different, you know, very sciencey, nerdy kind of thing. Uh, it's cool either way, and you're welcome here, even though you try really hard a lot of the time to derail me. It's kind of fun. It's almost like a challenge.
3: Anyway, <laughs>
4: before I get too far in-depth today, I do want to mention the fact that at the bottom of the second hour of today's live broadcast – I am scheduled to be joined by former special assistant to now beloved President Donald J. Trump, and currently the communications director for America First Action, which is the only Trump-affiliated super PAC. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Bolton book, and we're going to be talking a lot about the return of the Trump rally, which is happening this weekend, so it's a great day. We got we got Juneteenth happening today. We got Father's Day coming up on Sunday. We've got Trump rallies making the roaring comeback on Saturday. It's a full weekend, and it's going to be really exciting. Uh, as we transition, I also want to uh, have a little discussion in regards to an article that I wrote on Thursday, and it was picked up rather quickly by. Uh, the Flag and the Cross, uh, great publication out there by the way. It's my second one, and we'll, we'll go in-depth with that regarding the Supreme Court's recent uh, opinion regarding President Trump's ability to undo the occupier of the White House's, Barack Obama's executive order that created the DACA program in the first place. We'll talk about that a little more in depth, but… Before we do any of that, I want to just kick off today talking about a very special woman. Her name was Nancy Green. She was famous in her time as a storyteller, a cook. She did missionary work. She was a phenomenal individual with a past that really demonstrates the power of being a citizen in this country. Not a lot of people knew Nancy Green before 1893. Not a lot of people knew her before uh, she was introduced to the world in the World's Fair in Chicago… 1926. That's when she really became a phenomenon. You see, she was such a good storyteller that she was hired to promote a product. She was hired to promote a product because she was an excellent cook. She knew what she was talking about, and she was so good at her job, she drew crowds like sugar-drawing flies… She was so successful at the World's Fair. They had to bring in extra security because the crowds came in around her so much. It was difficult for anybody to even move in and around. She had done the job so well and was such a great person for the product in question that they hired her to a lifetime contract. She was paid well. In fact – In the time, she was paid in the top 10% of what the biggest, most famous endorsers uh, were earning at the time. Now, by today's standards, uh, that wouldn't be a lot, but if you adjust for inflation, there's some millionaires rolling around in the United States right now that would be jealous. Got to adjust for the inflation. Got to remember a dollar used to be worth a whole lot more back then. Now, with all this being said, you may be wondering, why don't I know that name? Why doesn't that name ring a bell? Well, that's because, Nancy, like a lot of other people that were hired to become the face of a brand at that time, also took on another persona. She became someone else to the general public. Nancy Green, who was born a slave – she was born a slave. She became the face of a brand of pancakes, a brand of pancakes, syrup, corn syrups that all became part of the Quaker Oats brand, which is currently owned by PepsiCo… And unfortunately for us, PepsiCo is in the middle of virtue signaling so hard that even though the CEO currently uh, wasn't born in America, the the pain of racism is a issue that he cares very deeply about. <clears throat> so we're going to undo all those hurtful racial stereotypes. <laughs> uh, Cajun is trying to remind me to use the teen lingo. Yeah, Uh, a lot of today's millionaires would be very jelly, Uh, which is funny because Aunt Jemima, Aunt Jemima, as you know, Miss Green, never made jelly but one heck of a pancake. In fact, one of the best pancake syrups out there even today by sells. By popularity, and according to a lot of people, by taste. It's one of my favorite brands. I am kind of keen on Mrs. Butterworth. I used to be. They've changed their formula not too long ago. They're way more corn syrupy and tasting to me these days. Loved Aunt Jemima. But Tim, of course it doesn't bother you You're white Why would you care about the systemic racism Involved with perpetuating these images? Okay, well if it was so offensive Why is it the number one selling pancake syrup Among black Americans? If they're so offended by it Why is this their favorite too? Head and shoulders Their favorite Way ahead of any other brand Statistically and ordinarily, I don't care about those kind of statistics, but it does kind of, in this case, poke a hole in the idea that it's a hurtful stereotype to the community in which we're trying to protect. In fact, this goes back to that leftist ideology of the white knight savior must ride in and protect those poor, poor black People that just – they're not in a position to take care of themselves. Excuse me? I'm getting sick and tired of being called racist and bigot and and all these other things because I have the nerve to point out that Black Lives Matter is an organization that's little more than Marxist revolutionaries who don't give a flip about the black community who says constantly that I want black people to be equal in this country with every other kind of people, however you break it on down, because at the end of the day, my mind... With Lucky
0: landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: My heart, my soul, we're all people. We are the same race, all descended. We are all children of God. That is who we are. We divide ourselves up into these categories for whatever reasons, and we let ourselves be divided in this way. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of being the one called racist when it's the leftists who are going around here thinking that they shouldn't have any expectations of behavior, that they shouldn't have any expectations of the ability to take care of themselves. They need a savior. No, they just need to be treated fairly. And then they need to be held accountable by the same standards that everyone else is held accountable when we break the rules of our society. You go rioting and looting, you need to go to jail. doesn't matter why. I don't have the bigotry of low expectations running through my mind. I say hold you accountable because you made a choice. But Jim, Jim, they're, they're not even free in this country. Yeah, they are. You know how I know? Because they were free to make the choice as to whether or not they were going to riot or loot or peacefully protest or maybe just stay home and say, geez, guys, it's crazy out there. I'm staying here. I don't like some of the stuff that's happening, but uh, I don't like what's going on out there in response to it either. All those were choices that were on the table. All those were choices that different people made. I believe not only do you have the right But did you have the capability of making those choices for yourself? Oh my goodness. What purpose does it serve for PepsiCo to send down the edict to Quaker to say, No more, Aunt Jemima? What purpose does it serve? It's a hateful, hurtful stereotype. Only if you've never opened a history book, which of course is why they're so determined to tear down all the statues, including of Columbus, including of George Washington, including of Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) When you look at the historical context of Antimonia, when you know – who Aunt Jemima really was. When you know the story of Nancy Green, that is a story of black empowerment. That's a story of someone that rose from the actual slavery that was practiced in this country to a position of prominence to becoming one of the most beloved people in this country, so beloved that she became the brand, and the brand has lived on Well past her death until now, until now, until the time that the powers, that the forces, the political correctness now tell us that we can't have positive black role models from a time that existed when America was at its worst. We can't have it. We can't put – Anything in historical context We must put everything In the context of the woke We must put everything In the context of the current Of the here and now We must judge Winston Churchill Based on how we look at things today We must judge Every American By what they're willing To do To appease people that have never been wronged by you. For the past two weeks now, I've been trying to figure out which corporation had angered – I was about to use some language I shouldn't – had angered me the most in their efforts to virtue signal. For a little bit, Disney was really, really doing well. They were leading the pack in that category because every time that I brought up my Disney Plus, the first – they're they're pushing all these ridiculous suggestions on me that, again, supposed to be based on my watching pattern, a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with anything that I've watched and I have no interest in watching, but because they feel – That is appropriate or supportive not of the black community but of the Black Lives Matters organization Again, Marxist revolutionists that don't care about the actual black community just want to use the black community as a crutch and an excuse to move forward with their Marxist socialist revolution So, for a while, it looked like Disney was going to win. They were in the lead. They were doing it And then Amazon, who had been kind of creeping just outside, they managed to get up and over the top because now not only are they doing the same thing, uh, every freaking suggestion I'm getting from Amazon is all about Black Lives Matter or it's all about white fragility or it's all about how. I'm a racist whether I want to be or not because I'm white. It doesn't matter what my intentions are. It doesn't matter what's in my heart or my mind. Because of my skin tone, I am automatically racist. Uh, Excuse me, Jeff? Jeff? Jeff Bezos? Mr. Bezos, sir? Multi-millionaire dude? uh, Screw you. Okay? That's not who I am. Stop treating me like that. With all that, I would say, I okay, now Amazon uh, is right there, uh, and then you moved ahead of Disney Plus because you took it up another step because now you're actually helping to promote additional opportunities for the author of White Fragility to get on TV and spread her crap. And, and all that is crap, but sadly, sadly somebody came along in the last couple of days and blew them all away. And what's sad about it is who it was. Dan Cathy, current CEO of Chick fil A, a company that was based on biblical principles, a company that still, at least for now, doesn't open on Sundays. I don't know. What the idea here was maybe they're still afraid of being attacked by the woke left again because they, they're unrelenting because of the LGBT remarks. We stand for – and it wasn't even Chick-fil-A. Support the biblical definition of marriage. Woo got people upset. They can't open up outside of the United States without the, the woke crowd trying to stop them. But to sit on television, televised from a church service, and explain that white people should shine the shoes of black people to show how ashamed we are of slavery, to repent. You know, if you have personally wronged somebody, yeah. You know, and biblical principle is in play here. If you personally wrong somebody, then you have an obligation to make it right. You do, plain and simple. No qualms about it. And if you have a method that you feel is appropriate and the other person feels is appropriate, then by all means step forward. But do not lecture people that they should follow the same example that you set as far as what your preferred method is, especially… When you're not talking about having personally wronged someone, you're talking about generations of wrongs which you have not perpetrated. I make no apologies because I need not to make them. I have not done these things. I have not committed those sins. Were the sins committed? Yes. Do people still have uh, hard feelings about them? Clearly a large number of people do. But to imagine that somehow I am personally responsible for the actions that I had no part of, well, that's a little bit presumptive of you. But then to look back at sins that occurred over 100 years ago, of which my family had no hand in performing the sins that occurred, actually did have a hand in helping to end the practice of those sins within this country… That seems much like our story about Miss Nancy Green, a complete ignoring of the history, a complete effort to take everything out of the context of history. And sadly, it's a lot like using the sins of the past that you – you have no one left to hold personally responsible, using that as a crutch. Equality doesn't come from equal results, equality comes from having equal opportunities. And if that hasn't been provided, then you have a grievance, and everyone should move forward and work forward to try to end that situation. But when the opportunities are there, it is up to you to take advantage of those opportunities. The disparities that exist within this country at an economic level are based primarily on factors involving choices. The number one largest single factor for poverty in America – Is that of a single mother, and that's true of whatever color you're talking about. It doesn't matter what community you live in. You are far more likely to live in abject poverty for the majority if not the entirety of your life if you have a young lady who gets pregnant, and the father bolts, and she's left holding the bag alone. The notion of broken families is what's broken this country. And when one group of people out here, politically active, wants to continue to facilitate the notion that somehow the broken family is the only family that matters, it fails to address the fact that there is no real effort to heal what's causing the poverty… There's no real effort to heal what's actually causing the huge disparity economic end of the equation. We can go down the stats all we want to, and and at the end of the day, the stats don't matter. Half the people don't want to hear the stats because they don't want to hear the story that those stats tell. The other – a large percentage of the other half – Wants to use the stats like some kind of a weapon instead of using it as a tool to move forward and try to figure out how do we actually fix this? How do we have nearly 25% of the black community graduating from college? A phenomenal number uh, compared to the end of the civil rights movement when it was almost, uh, almost nil. We have a large percentage of black students, primarily the male black students, who go to college but don't graduate. So in fact, there is a higher percentage of black Americans today that usually find their way into a college whether they graduate or not. They drop out. They miss out on opportunities by not taking advantage of the opportunities for the education. Now – and I'm not a big proponent of uh, everybody's got to go to college because I think if you know what you're going to do, you're way better off today rather than loading up on the collegiate debt to go ahead and start your real education in the field you're going to be working in. Get really good and go do it. Be phenomenal at what you do. It doesn't matter what color you are. If you're phenomenal at what you do, opportunities will come, and you will be able to define success however you want to define it. That's the America we live in today, but some people refuse to acknowledge that those opportunities are even there. That doesn't mean you're not going to have to put up with some crap along the way. There's a reason they call it work, and there's a reason why none of us like those little four-letter words. Work falls in amongst them. Work is crap, and sometimes you've got to put up with stupid people. Sometimes you're in a position where you don't necessarily have to put up with them for very long. You have the freedom to choose to to go a different route. You don't have to put up with them. You can find another way. It may make it harder, but again, you're free to make those choices. You're free to make a stand or to walk away. You're free to make your choices and to define your reality. Nobody should let – Other people have that much control over how they live and how they feel.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: I don't want to see Nancy Green become a forgotten, mentioned, lost footnote in history. Lost because nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to see that footnote anymore. Nobody's going to see how... A woman who was born a slave was able to become a brand, beloved, not because of a racial stereotype, but because she was so good at storytelling and at cooking and at being exactly the type of salesman that was needed to make the brand Aunt Jemima a big deal, a lasting Powerful force in this country. Now, if you want to change how the image is reflected to something that's more appropriate, something that's more respectable, if we can't judge any longer uh, based on the, the the circumstances, fine. If you if you require that we update the image. I'm okay with that compromise, but I don't want to see the brand go away because I don't want Miss Green's legacy to be gone. Am I wrong for that? I mean, if I am fine, I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. I apologize. If I am wrong, then I find it offensive that the brand has to be done away with because we want to judge. Things based on the current woke PC version of reality rather than celebrate the history that this woman represents of rising up out of slavery and becoming a media powerhouse and the brand, the brand. That's a, pow- that's a story of empowerment, not of Disrespect. <sighs> Cajun's telling me I blew through the break, and I did. That's because I was trying to work two different storylines in. So I'm going to go ahead and hit that uh, mid-hour break right now. But uh, again, I just I think rather than erase the histories that exist. There are reasonable compromises so that the, the truths of the histories can be left out for public cons- consumption, can be addressed where things were wrong. Because when you start erasing these histories, especially when the motives are being led by people who don't know those histories, that's when freedom, that's when liberty. Can't have a footing You don't improve anybody's living Conditions by erasing your histories You're only setting the stage For tyrants To end your liberties (sighs) All right time for the Edwards Notebooks, the songs and stories veteran's tip of the day, and then we'll talk a little bit about the article uh, that uh, I wrote and was picked up by uh, the flag and the cross. You guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.
5: It is amazing how differently our creator views us as opposed to what globalist elites think about we the people. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. God created man in his own image and gave him dominion over all the animals of the earth. Even after Adam and Eve fell from grace, God still gave us brains and expected mankind to seek his wisdom and advance positively in all aspects of life. God gave mankind the ability to acquire knowledge and expects us to recognize our unalienable rights, as did the founding fathers of the United States. Now contrast that with American leftists like former President Barack Obama, who stated, quote, for well, the international order that we have worked for generations to build, ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs, unquote. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign, unquote. There you have it, folks. On one hand, God, our Creator, wants us to be as great as possible and to rule and reign with His Son, Jesus Christ, eventually, while global elites wants to kick God out of society and for us to surrender to them as if they were God. The you globalist elites?
2: Forget about
5: it. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty
1: Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, healthcare is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs video, video Connect Mobile Application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video healthcare visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veteran's tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers. Veterans, tip of the day.
4: Oh! All right, ladies and gentlemen, I had to cut the break short because, well, I kind of blew through it and didn't really have time to play much of anything else. Uh, Before I move on, though, uh, New Orleans Wake Up has uh, joined us uh, in the chat room and usually adds a special flair to the chat room, and and I enjoy New Orleans being in the chat room. But New Orleans, uh, as I've told you before, it's been a while, but it's just when you get into it with other people in the chat room, it becomes an issue. Right now, uh, there's not an issue. not saying that as reason, but just saying I I enjoy your participation. I do. Uh, New Orleans said uh, that – Talking to me directly uh, That black people then had problems With that stereotypical image Okay, and that may very well be true And there is nothing wrong With speaking up and saying PepsiCo Rather than taking away this Iconic piece of history Why don't we address rebranding it In a fashion that is not so stereotypical Why can't we find a compromise that lets us continue to celebrate the story and the history there rather than hide it, thinking that by virtue signaling we're accomplishing something? Because all that's going to happen by doing this is that the few people that are familiar with Nancy Green are going to be the last people who know anything about Nancy Green. Her story is going to fade away into nothing. Now, maybe it's true that the overwhelming majority of people had no idea the real-life person that was Aunt Jemima. And if this is a brand that really offends you and hurts your sensibilities, then you have a right to feel that way. You do. But it seems like there's a lot of other things out there that's way, way more important to be concerned about. Why can't we reach compromises so we can address the inequities rather than act like it's always all or nothing? We don't gain anything by hiding these things. (laughs) Okay, and New Orleans is touching on something that I'd actually said uh, before he joined us, said that a lot of these issues – And uh, at this culture war being brought up by white liberals, a lot of this stuff, black folks are not lobbying for we want police reform. Great, and you're right. I mean that was the point I was making earlier before you came on was a lot of this is being spurred by a lot of uh, white leftists who want to reclaim their – Superiority over their fellow whites by finding a way to virtue signal and acquire and it's kind of that white knight savior mentality it is it's utterly ridiculous that's the, the the soft bigotry of low expectations that's really where that blows down to. I don't have low expectations of my fellow citizens, regardless of who they are until they on an individual basis prove to me that I can't have high expectations for them. You know, it's a one-on-one situation. I I really, really don't like even the idea of blocking a whole bunch of people into one big group. But when I see this individual Act this way, this individual – then I start doing it too, but it's because they have on an individual basis proved to me that at least on that issue they belong together. But but yeah, I mean it's an absolute legitimate point. I I do not disagree, and you are correct. This, This is a decision for Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima is being taken away by a white guy who's not even from the United States. Because it's an issue that he feels very deeply passionate about. Please, these people are hurting themselves, their virtue signaling so hard. Stop with the virtue signaling and live with some actual virtue. You don't have to signal so hard if you actually have the virtue. That's all I'm saying, and I've said it before. That's all I'm saying. All right. If I I keep going, I'm not going to have time to work this in at all, Uh, which – I really need to work this in because I don't think I'm going to have much of an opportunity in the second hour. All right, so I wrote this Thursday, and usually it takes a couple of days for somebody to to pick up when I uh, kind of float it out to see if anybody wants to publish uh, the articles I do. But uh, it uh, got picked up rather quickly on in this instance, um, The uh, The Flag and the Cross. I ended up publishing this one. Uh, This actually makes the second time that they've uh, published something of mine. And uh, basically – well, actually, just let me read it at this point. I'm going to stumble all over myself, and I'm going to take up all the time I've got. Uh, Title of the piece, Illegal from the Start, an Opinion on DACA. Um, All right, I'm just going to read it. The Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals better known as DACA, has been a hot-button issue since its inception by the pen of one Barack Obama. The problem with DACA is that it was never legal. Putting aside all the compassion versus legal rights to be in the United States arguments, DACA was created via executive order. At this point in our nation, many – have forgotten that the authority to issue executive orders are derived from the United States Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, where it states, the executive power shall be vested in a president of the United States of America. All right, that's part of where it's derived from, just, just that part. okay? And Article 2, Section 3, where the framers told us, quote – that he shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Seems a little vague, right? Okay, so if that seems a little vague to you, let me simplify it just a bit. The president is the chief executive, which means it is his responsibility to oversee the operations of the federal government, like the CEO of any private company. The president is expected to use his power as CEO of the government, to make sure that laws that have been duly passed by Congress and then signed by him or veto overridden are upheld in accordance with the limitations that have been placed on the federal government by the Constitution. Okay, so that still sounds a bit convoluted. Let me try that again. The president is in charge of the executive branch of the federal government. And is expected to use the executive branch to enforce the laws that have been passed by Congress Is that any better? A little easier? Okay, so the point so far is that only Congress writes laws The president has no authority to write legislation The president does have the power to give directives
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: The DOJ, the IRS, so on and so forth. Those directives are executive orders. If you're paying attention to this point, you now know that executive orders are only directives from the CEO To their subordinates Regarding how they want the job To be carried out There's no power of law For an executive order As an example uh, The director of the FBI The director of the FBI Can be removed from their position For failing to follow such a mandate But Anyone who doesn't work For the executive branch Isn't compelled to heed Those same directions Here's where I remind you That Again, according to the Constitution, the director of the FBI serves at the pleasure of the president, but the president works for the American people, not the other way around. There is, however, one exception uh, to the limitation of the executive orders. Only if Congress has passed legislation giving the executive authority to act on a particular issue does an executive order at that point have the power of law. And just for the record, there's still debate among constitutional scholars as to whether or not if Congress even has the power to grant the executive this exemption. But it's become accepted and has been left unchallenged at the Supreme Court level at least so far. Now, when Barack Obama wrote the executive order creating the DACA program, he did so out of frustration with Congress due to their inability or unwillingness to move forward legislation on immigration reform. Nearly a year earlier, Obama had told a Spanish-speaking television audience that he did not have the power to make proclamations. He was not a king. But on the day that he proclaimed DACA, we were all told that he had a phone and a pen. I bring this up to show you that even Obama had acknowledged that it was the role of Congress to make changes to immigration law just a year earlier. He knew that he had no legal authority to institute the DACA program, but was later counting on the fact that no one withstanding would challenge the executive order's legality. In Congress, both houses, Democrats cheered him, Republicans rebuked him and both ignored the Constitution and their jobs. Remember, it's the job of Congress to make or change laws. Now, another well-documented fact about executive orders is that if the next person who becomes president doesn't like a previous executive order, they can simply write a new one, repealing the one before it or replacing it with something slightly different but completely their own. And that's because the executive order, if you'll remember, is the directive of how the current CEO wants their subordinates to carry out their assigned duties. President Donald Trump took steps to phase out the DACA program by writing an executive order. In Trump's order, he established a time frame and expressed his desire for Congress to take action on immigration reform within that time frame. Now, Trump was trying to reestablish the rule of law in two ways, eliminate an unconstitutional executive order and to have Congress fulfill its responsibilities as lawmakers. Instead, he was accused of being a racist, and Congress postured rather than go to work on the issue. Part of that posturing, of course, uh, we saw from activist leftists, was a legal challenge to Trump's executive order to end the DACA program. After this challenge had been made… It made its way to the Supreme Court. The ruling of the court was rendered this past Thursday on June 18th of 2020. Chief Justice John Roberts joined the four leftist judges in ruling that Trump's decision to rescind DACA violated the Administrative Procedure Act, saying that Trump's effort was arbitrary and capricious. In a very narrow look at the issue, the court wrote, quote, the agency failed to consider the conspicuous issues of whether to retain forbearance and what, if anything, to do about the hardship to DACA recipients. So while refusing to rule on the legality of DACA itself, they just  … said if this was a legitimate program, this would be in violation of this law. Now Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch did acknowledge that DACA was illegal from its inception in their dissent. But given the refusal of the leftist justices to ask that most basic question, the Constitution and common sense both lost the day. In the simplest terms, the Supreme Court of the United States has told President Trump that he does not have the same authorities that all previous presidents have had. They've said to all of the American people that we should accept executive orders as if they too were laws. They have told Trump that he can't clean up Obama's mess because – It would make a mess to clean up that mess even though that mess should have never been created in the first place. And possibly worst of all, they've told all of America that we should no longer care about the Constitution because clearly at least five of the justices do not. So what do you do in a nation that's under assault from within, where the very foundations, the very institutions of this country are being turned against itself in a matter that will lead to the destruction of liberty? A lot of people made a big deal about Wednesdays ruling on the expansion of the definition for uh, what sex meant uh, in a previous law to ban discrimination a lot of people made a big deal about it and quite honestly there are some serious social ramifications that will probably result from it if it's left unchallenged if it doesn't change but This particular ruling, although for most people not such a huge negative as far as what the case is directed towards, actually represents a much bigger threat to liberty because it's destroying the separation of powers. It's destroying the idea that only Congress can make law. And it's also destroying the notion that uh, you should first look at the constitutionality of anything before the Supreme Court before you decide to take a narrow look at it. It was an act of judicial cowardice not to at least acknowledge that Obama's executive order, number one, has no real power Outside of the executive branch So it should have never been Treated like law That it was in fact unconstitutional Because he overstepped the bounds Created by the separation Of powers And it was an act Of judicial activism To move forward With your personal desire As opposed to For better or for worse, like it or hate it, follow the edicts of the Constitution because while you may not believe that it's fair that the DACA program come to an end, want to remind you of something that you're not hearing anywhere from the left anymore, and even a lot of conservatives seem to have forgotten. Donald Trump, when he issued this executive order, gave a phasing out time and told Congress to do their job. If DACA was ended yesterday, it would not have been on Donald Trump. It would have been on Congress. It would have been on Nancy Pelosi. It would have been on Chuck Schumer. And yes, there are some Republican names that belong on there too – But those are the two that have stood in the way of immigration reform a lot longer because they like running on the issue of having the issue. They don't want to solve it because when they have one less issue to run on, well, fewer angry people who are enjoying a good life don't tend to show up at the polls as much do they. All right. We're uh, about to have to say goodbye to everybody listening via simulcast over at WCET-FM. So bye, guys. Uh, bye, Casey. Thank you for being here. Uh, remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and, more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, and these times more so than any other, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, – be smart, even if it kind of goes against your nature. I'm uh, gonna split it in half. Those of you who are here live, don't go anywhere. Our number two starts after this. Uh, for the rest of you, tune in tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll get to hear hour number two then.
2: We built upon a a dream. Like nothing else, the world has seen. We built a promise on a dream. We built a promise, we 13. We crossed the land bridge across the ocean a long, long time ago. We tracked the herds here, we followed fortune. On the glacial ice and snow, we came.
4: Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, uh, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap Committee, alive from historic Rome County, Tennessee. Glad to have you guys here. Thanks for being here wherever you're listening from. Whether you're part of the crew that's here live in the BTR chat room hanging out with us, that includes a Bigfoot blogger extraordinaire. Check out his stuff over at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. Crazy Cajun who's hanging out with us trying to make sure that we get this recorded so they can put it on the air sometime for the fine folks at WCETFM. Whether you're Chief, the host of Simple Facts of Life, hanging out with us as well, uh, go to blogtalkradio.com. Go to that little search bar at the top. Put in Simple Facts of Life. You'll be glad you did. I promise you. All right, a uh, quick shout-out to a few other folks as well before uh, before I get headlong into uh, this hour. want to give shout-outs to Annie Yabellas. She's the host of Southern Sense Talk Radio. God, I'm biting off the hiccups all of a sudden. I don't even know where that came from. Sorry, guys. Southern Sense Talk Radio. Uh, Annie, of course, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal host. Great show. Uh, I'm going to send you over to her website. That's southern-sense.com. From there, you can check out uh, how you prefer to listen to the show, plus keep up with everything else that she's up to. In the meanwhile, I also want to give shout-outs to The Don Smith Show, of course, hosted by Don Smith. You can find him at Blog Talk Radio as well. And uh, follow the same procedure I told you for Simple Facts of Life, only put in The Don Smith Show instead, where it's okay. To Be a conservative Uh, Also, uh, please Any day of the week you want to You can check in on the Global Patriot Radio Network And you're going to find a great broadcast on A lot of great hosts over there Phenomenal shows Well worth your time Go check it out uh, Then we also have uh, to mention uh, My friend Ron Edwards The host of the Ron Edwards American Experience That can be found broadcast emanating From WCETFM uh, But he's also rebroadcast On multiple great stations Across this land uh, He's also the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook Just in case you didn't know Rod Eccles, uh, you can find him at RodEccles.net. It's the best place to get the podcasts that are currently available. And if you'll remember from his visit with us just about a week ago, and by about a week ago I mean exactly a week ago at the time of the live broadcast, uh, he's going to be cranking things back up over there, uh, a lot of great shows upcoming. So uh, go visit RodEccles.net. And uh, for those of you who have a hard time finding that You also can go into this show's archives right here at BTR, and uh, the link in the show description should be working there. Speaking of links in the show description, Chief brought to my attention that some of the links to some of the items that I have – well, some of the companies that I have partnered with but I usually link to specific items weren't necessarily working. And I would go in, and I would test it, and it would work fine, and then I would go into the show page, and it wouldn't work. And as I discovered, strangely enough, seemed to be a case of somehow having the link hidden in the show description and then trying to get it to work outside of the BTR platform was disconnecting. But the link itself that I'm putting underneath still would work, even if I turned that into a clickable link. And even though today's link it happens to go directly to the triple pack of Koa Coffee, uh, it doesn't look like it right now, but it should take you there. Plus, there's also an active live link that will take you to uh, my article published by the Flag and Cross. So I uh, want to thank the folks over at the Flag and Cross for uh, deciding to publish my uh, article. I greatly appreciate it of it. Uh, I mentioned earlier the second time they have, and I, I really really uh, appreciate the fact that a lot of folks spoke out. I got some positive commentary from Ed uh, Brodal, uh, and you know if if you've read any of Ed's work uh, and kept up with his uh, rather lively repertoire of writings, uh, that's pretty high praise. Uh, Ron Edwards uh, read it and uh, he immediately asked. Be able to use it on his show uh, That aired on Friday And I of course Immediately said Yes sir (laughs) You are more than welcome To whatever parts, excerpts if you like The whole thing if you like Just make reference if you like Or just say some of it as if it's your own Uh, It's all good to me Uh, If you uh, think that's uh, worthwhile And uh, I've been informed that he did in fact do that But anyway the long and the short of what I was trying to get to is the fact that those links should be working now, and I still want to thank Chief for uh, testing those links and making sure, because I wouldn't have known otherwise, and I would have just been going around thinking, hey, yeah, that's great, and uh, not so good. All right, so while I'm here, and I'll probably forget about it later, let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about Koa Coffee. Now, Koa Coffee is the only coffee company that is 100% raised processed, packaged, and shipped from a facility in the United States. It's in Hawaii. Still got to come across some water to get to the mainland, but it's still an all-American company. Now, if you like premium coffee, the Kona Coffee Belt has some of the best, unique, awesome, just awesome premium coffee anywhere in the world. And it is so premium that most of the Kona coffees that you can get here in the mainland or anywhere else around the world is a blend. It's not 100%. Koa coffee is 100% all Kona coffee, and you can taste the difference. It's premium. If you want premium coffee and being made in America matters to you, follow that link, check it out, see what your favorites are. I got some. Uh, it finally arrived just the other day. I ordered it a little while back, and let me tell you something I am glad I got it. Uh, it is just phenomenal. So, what I would ask you to do is follow the link in the show description, or if you're listening via podcast, check the show description and copy and then paste that link into your web browser. If you're listening via terrestrial radio, just go to Tap Into the Truth, that's T A P P, Into the Truth.com, and hit one of the banners for Coa Coffee. Check it out, follow it. And if you follow that link or click one of those banners, then that's how they're going to know that I sent you. So it helps me out a little too. But uh, trust me, if you're a coffee connoisseur, uh, you're really just helping yourself out. It's good stuff. Good stuff. What's life without good coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and Chief has very kindly tested uh, the links in my uh, show description again, uh, at least the link to the blog post, and he said that it worked. So good news, everyone. Uh, part of it's working. The, the really weird part, though, with the um, using the links like I've been doing for the product partners, uh, Hero Soap and My Patriot Supply, those links worked perfectly as I did them. Uh, no issues there. it was just some of the other links that was having a big issue. so anyway, uh, if you got time, go check out tap the Truth, uh, dot com anyway uh, either later tonight or some point tomorrow, I'll be updating the home page as I will be putting up the information on this upcoming week's guest, and sadly, uh, I'll be removing some of the folks from the recent guest uh, area because. I'm just going to maintain this week's, last week's, and then the previous weeks. Uh, that way you've got a reasonable amount of time to go back and get the 411 on the folks that have been on the show and what they've been up to. Now that I have taken up a big chunk of this first half of the hour, I would also like to remind you that coming up here in just a little bit – former special assistant to Donald Trump, the current communication director of America First Action, Miss Kelly Sadler will be joining us. We'll be talking a little bit about a book that's made some controversy as of late, and we're going to be talking a lot about, well, I thought about talking about Juneteenth. I thought about talking about Father's Day. But it seems like the most appropriate uh, topic to talk about with Miss Sadler is The Return. Of the Trump rally And so that's what we'll be talking about then. In the meanwhile I did want link broken. Doesn't work It's copy and pasting ah, You gotta be kidding me You gotta be kidding me How was that even I'm, Okay anyway Thanks for checking Chief I appreciate it uh, I'll have to fix that At this point I need to go back And check the archives again because they were all working Perfectly when I fixed some last night. I don't know what's going on. That is insane. Insane. I think BTR is trying to stop me with the uh, – utilizing their platform for the uh, for the partners. The, I think that's what that has to be because it doesn't make any sense otherwise. It just doesn't because the links work. The links work. But hey, you know what? Just go to tapintothetruth.com. Just go over there, check it out. There's a lot of great products, a lot of great things to see. And if nothing else, go read the blog post because every article that gets picked up and published somewhere, uh, they're up on the blogs too. And you get to see – The unedited version. One of the things that happens a lot when you present articles is some of the publications will do some minor editing. Still your piece, but they'll like, oh, I don't like that preposition being there. Or, oh, you should have put a colon instead of a comma, or some ridiculousness like that. Sometimes it's a little more invasive. Usually it's not much more than that. But if you want to see the original as written, uh, you can find that too over at the uh, blog section of Truth. Anyway. Uh, That's enough of all that. Good grief. It's Friday, and I've got one more thing that I really want to talk about. Before I get into that topic with a few minutes left, I did want to uh, peruse a few headlines with you as some of these headlines are important to know. Atlanta Police Charity gives officers $2 million to replace 20 oh, – well, no, them $2 million, they replace 20 cruisers, and all of this is an attempt to boost morale. We're going to come back around to that. Uh, the great-grandson of the real-life Aunt Jemima says that it hurts that her legacy is going to be erased. That was a big topic of the first hour of tonight's show. Um, evidently, the VeggieTales creator is enlightening – white conservative christians about race in america uh, i'm gonna have to read that article later <laughs> something tells me i'm not going to be happy with it uh of course trump responds to dr Fauci's speculation that the nfl season may not happen tom cotton has called on justice roberts to resign following the DACA ruling i think i'm going to join him with that and uh Portland leftist topple George Washington statue, Burn American flag on it twice. Uh, those are some of the headlines that are just rolling around right now. Now, like I said, uh, the topic that I wanted to discuss a little bit is the insanity circling around the situation in Atlanta. What you have going on in Atlanta is another case of those – Soft bigotry of low expectations The belief The honest to goodness belief That black people in America Should be expected To riot and loot Whenever they get a little upset about something They should be expected to Because clearly They don't have the ability to control themselves Because there's so much anger Now I get that there's a lot of anger In certain communities And some of it's warranted Some of it not but they feel it nonetheless because they've been sold a lot of untruths. They've been led to believe that they're trapped in their situation. But what's about to make things in Atlanta a heck of a lot worse is the fact that there is a DA that has charged two officers, one of which with 11 different counts in the murder of a man who was drinking and driving, passed out in a fast food parking lot drive through not in the parking lot, but in the drive-thru. He was in the drive-thru. That's why it became an issue in the first place. If he had pulled over to a parking spot and passed out, probably nobody would have even noticed. At least not for hours later. He would have slept it off enough probably then that he could have drove home. The lesson here, boys and girls, is don't go get drunk and go through a drive-thru. A lesson that I wished a lot of people in East Knoxville would have learned uh, back in my previous life as a fast food restaurant manager that happened to have a 24-hour that <laughs> slant to it. You have a mayor that immediately called for the firing of the police officers involved before there was an internal investigation. Why? Because the cities were still on fire because of George Floyd and what happened in Minneapolis. So I don't know if this was a case of jumping on, look at me, I'm important, and I'm fighting racism too, or if it was a case of I'm scared so much right now I can't possibly take a stand and say, all right, I get you're angry, but we need to take a breath and look at the facts because that would have been hard in that situation. But I kind of think that's part of the job they were hired to do, don't you? It's fantastically unbelievable that they made the move to fire the officers immediately without any kind of internal review and then turned around and filed charges. The D.A. filed charges in the case before the Georgia Bureau of Investigation had come anywhere close to finalizing – I was stuck between finishing and finalizing, so I said finish – had anywhere close to finalizing their investigation and over the course of the last couple of days more and more information has come out now the local crowd the rioters the people that got so bit that they went out and burned down the wendy's and risked the entire neighborhood because there were convenience stores aka gas stations on both sides of this building They went and promised them that justice would be served, and they were charging these guys, and they overcharged them. But now more facts have come out. The full-body camera has come out, and this very DA that overcharged in this case, this very DA, in a different case within the previous two weeks of this announcement In open court reminded a jury that in the state of Georgia a taser is considered a lethal weapon. And I can remind anyone who's a potential juror in any part of this country because they have every right to seek this uh, trial to be moved to a different location. Don't know if they're going to get it, but they certainly deserve it. Any part of this country, it doesn't matter if you are a member of law enforcement or just an average, everyday, normal, regular citizen. If somebody points at you or attempts to use a, by definition, lethal weapon, you have the right to use lethal force in your defense. This isn't even an issue anymore of police training. This is an issue of one citizen being attacked by another because the guy didn't want to go back to jail. That simple. These police officers were polite, professional, and kind. And then one of them suffering from a concussion that he got because the guy went nuts. The other one, the one who actually shot him – Trying to defend himself and his partner, and who knows how many innocent civilians this guy would have endangered along the way, performed CPR and tried to save his life after the fact. It wasn't to try and save his career. It was him doing what police officers do every single day in this country, and that's put themselves on the line to serve the communities in which they're a part of. They don't go out on hunting raids. They don't go out looking to try and take down some big game. They don't have some point system. They don't have any of these ridiculous accusations that has been made against them. They do what they do because they want to save lives. They do what they do because they want to protect the innocent. I don't know why anyone would want to do these things in places where the people who are supposed to be making sure they have the tools and capabilities to perform the tasks that are expected refuse to have their back when a little bit of stuff goes sideways. Chief, stop making fun of my East Tennessee pronunciations. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, nah, nah, still just a little too early. I'm not gonna do it just yet. Not gonna do it just yet. The point I was trying to get to, and I realize I haven't actually said it yet, is this mayor and this DA have set themselves up for an even bigger reckoning, because this woke crowd of angry people who can't be expected to contain themselves have been promised one thing and there is no way no way that either of these officers get convicted for anything because there was nothing inappropriate about the actions they took on that evening nothing now there's some people that don't want to hear that there's some people that are going to push back and tell me i'm wrong there's some people that's even going to say see how racist and white supremacist Tim is for saying that doesn't change any of it though they didn't do anything Wrong See you Cajun Enjoy that dinner Have a great evening Great weekend And I'll catch you Sunday They didn't do anything wrong Nothing Nada Not a bit They didn't want To shoot anyone They didn't Go into this With the intention Of shooting anyone and unlike some people suggested, once he took the breathalyzer and tested at the limit that he did, he was required by Georgia law to be arrested. They didn't have an option. If they had let him go at that point without trying to take him into custody, they would have been guilty of dereliction of duty. They would have faced uh, reprimands and probably lost their jobs for failure to do their jobs because guess what? Their body cameras were on the whole time. Those body camera footage, that footage is reviewed. Proves the point that I've been saying for a while now that close to 90 percent of officers end up having themselves exonerated of false accusations… Thanks to body cameras At this point, after this happened I don't see why any police officer left on the planet Wouldn't want to have body cameras on Unless they really were just a bad apple And doesn't belong on the force anyway What do you think these people are going to do In Atlanta The ones that are willing to burn down a Wendy's Because the Wendy's is where it happened There's some great logic for you What do you think these people are going to do when these officers are exonerated, when they can't make not one of those multiple overcharges stick? The whole point here of doing the overcharging is they're hoping it's going to scare the officers so badly that their attorney is going to insist that they take some kind of a plea deal. I I know I can't get you on everything, but I'm going to try to get you on something, and that's going to make some of these people feel better. Your job, Mr. D.A., isn't to make the community feel better when it's violating the law. And if you're trying to appease the people that are going around setting buildings on fire, you're working for the wrong people. Those are the folks you're supposed to be putting away. Those are the folks that have proven themselves incapable, at least in this moment in time, of living in a society. Those are the people You should be rounding up, not the police officers who had the misfortune to end up on a night where they were doing their job, protecting and serving their community, run into an individual who had been released on a COVID-19 furlough and didn't want to go back to jail and was willing to do a bunch of stupid crap to try to avoid it. What do you think the people of your city are going to do when you can't get these guys on any of it? Or better yet, what do you think the remainder of the law-abiding citizens in your city and in your neighboring cities and in the rest of the country are going to do if somehow you manage to get a jury tainted enough that they decide to actually convict one or both of these officers… On these completely bogus crap Because it's the woke thing to do Because there's a lot of Americans That are already fed up We are past the point of accepting Your idea of how things should be We want the return of the rule of law We want the return of a society That exists based on standards That we all agree upon And we want people that violate the laws to face the consequences of that. And if you're not willing to be part of our civil society, then you need to be somewhere else, period. End of that discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to stop right there. I'm going to try to make a phone call, see if I can't get a hold of my scheduled guest. In the meanwhile, uh, let's crank out with a little Ron Edwards.
5: I have heard and read about people bowing to false gods in order to atone for their wrongful deeds or to avert the wrath of those false gods hello i'm ron edwards on today's page from the edwards notebook in recent weeks white misguided americans in houston and elsewhere kneeling and bowing before grumpy black lives matter and antifa rioters is indicative of the decline of our republic overall Those demanding, misguided, to kneel, bow down, and walk around in chains with hot black sweatshirts on with I'm Sorry printed on them is not about healing a nation, but rather the humiliation of indoctrinated dolts for the pleasure of Antifa and Black Lives Matter foot soldiers of hatred against our exceptional nation way of life. The tragic George Floyd murder was a trigger, that ignited a well-organized, dramatic riot of massive destruction. When people present themselves as Antifa gods demanding that others bow before them and or led about in chains, it is quite apparent that the false religion of stupidity has replaced the Christian Judeo-ethic that was the foundation of our beloved republic. Wake up, America! The republic you save, through providential guidance, may be your own. I'm... Ron Edwards. Check out TheRonEdwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is
1: Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs, video Video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video healthcare visit. A hands on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face to face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veteran's tip of the day get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov. Search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day.
5: The Founding Fathers were true visionaries who understood the corrupt nature of government. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the efforts Notebook, the founders understood that if Americans did not maintain good moral standards and high-quality education, the republic would devolve into a mobocracy of self-centered elites seeking to rule over and dominate we the people, while at the same time utilizing barbaric mobs of misguided souls who contribute to the elite's goal of instability in order to tighten the grip of government power over we the people. The founders were wary of institutional threats to liberty and the citizen's sovereignty, which included centralized concentrations of power, monarchy, central banks, federal agencies, etc., and the tyranny of corruption unleashed by small-minded, self-interested, greedy grifters who saw all elected officers and positions of government influence as nothing more than means to increase their own private wealth. The greedy drifters of today are only in government to serve their own petty interests, while not letting any crisis like Corona China virus or the death of George Floyd go to waste. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com.
4: Ron Edwards, the
5: new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition.
4: (coughs) Uh, wow, uh, excuse me, I was just about to say welcome back, and then all of a sudden, ah, I'm, I wasn't able. All right, well, um, evidently, Miss Sadler is kind of busy. I didn't get an answer, and I didn't get transferred to voicemail either, so I didn't get to leave a message. Uh, I'm kind of sad, very disappointed. Um, Now, maybe she'll see the number and realize, oh, no. Uh, I was supposed to be on. Uh, maybe she's actually on the line and has a call waiting and, and uh, trying to finish up another call, much like uh, Michael Darty did uh, a Wednesday night where uh, uh, he was late. So I'll kind of keep an eye on the, uh, the switchboard here and see if maybe there's a call back. And if so, we will discuss it in an abbreviated conversation. But uh, in the meanwhile, uh, let's talk a little bit about the return of the trump rallies because you know what how long is it going to take for the emotional fever pitch of pro-trump political acolytes to really get going i mean one of the main conversation points that i've had on a multitude of occasions with pro-trump people uh who've been kind enough to come on the show and whether they're authors or uh, whether they've have workings with the campaign or are involved with america first activities uh the one thing that has been in common they all say it's time to get out and have the rallies nothing is scarier to the political left in this country than a trump rally and you know why because here is donald j trump A man who, if you only paid attention to Democrats in the mainstream media and about half of the Republicans, you would think would be the most reviled human excrement on the planet. He goes beyond the orange man who is bad. He goes beyond being the kicker of puppies and eater of babies. He goes beyond all that. He is evil. He's the ultimate liar of liars. He lies so much that he makes Satan look like an amateur. He is just the most horrible. This is what you would think. If those were the only people that listen to, thank goodness that there are a lot of people in this great nation who know better than to listen to those sources, or at least to only listen to those sources. If you're a lot like me or Chief, sometimes we listen to uh, the other side to get outside of the echo chamber. Every now and then they actually do make a good point, and it's worth it's worth discussing those points. Every now and then uh, – you know, because even a broke clock is right twice a day. Every now and then, they hit something out of the ballpark. Sometimes they're actually right. I <clears throat> don't know why I'm coughing so much all of a sudden. Ah, sorry, guys. But most of the time, unlike Chief, when I'm listening uh, to the leftist uh, side of the street, it's also so that I can get some good fodder to make fun of them. You literally would believe that the coronavirus is the most racist virus in human history because it was attacking minority communities. And then you would believe that it is not very racist. In fact, it's against racism because it was perfectly willing to stand down and let people protest as long as it's a leftist protest. And then as soon as Donald Trump's about to get cranked up again – All of a sudden, uh, this should be stopped because of corona. (sighs) Yes, Chief, we discussed that last time. Chief is pointing out now that even the broken clock doesn't necessarily have to be right uh, twice a day because you may be moving it back and forth between time zones. And Chief used to be a truck driver after he got out of the Navy. He's crossed a lot of time zones sometimes in the— What for most of us would be considered a relatively short period of time. So yes, chief, uh, we've acknowledged that. (laughs) It's not always. But the point still is – thank you, chief – that there's nothing scarier for the political left in this country than a Donald Trump uh, rally because he gets to get in front of an energized group of people. And this energized group of people feeds off of Donald Trump's energy, and then Donald Trump in turn feeds off of theirs. If any of you guys out there have had any experience in performative arts, you know what it's like to have that audience with you. And that's what Donald Trump is. And Donald Trump had seemed to have boundless energy and to be ready to fight the good fight and continue fighting it. Until COVID-19 created shutdowns and we weren't able to have any more Trump rallies. And then a lot of us saw Donald Trump starting to look tired, starting to look as if he was wearing down a little bit, that he needed to get some more rest. But what he really needed is to get back out and have these rallies. It's scary to the political left of this country for Donald Trump to start these rallies again. Because this is going to energize him again. He's going to become the same Trump that was kicking their backsides all over the place despite their best efforts. And it's also going to remind America that there's a lot of Americans out there who support him, and there's even more now – than there was in 2016 because they saw the pre-COVID promises kept from Donald J. Trump. The orange man may be bad, but the orange man happens to be badass. Am I going to get in trouble for saying that? Let's see. Yeah, it's after 8.30. FCC rules are okay with that. And most of you guys are probably going to hear this via podcast anyway. Donald Trump isn't just the orange man who's bad. He's the orange man who's badass, and this is going to be huge. It scared the crap out of them. They started getting ticket requests for this first event, this first event coming up on Saturday. Ticket requests broke 800000 in an extremely short amount of time. You had well over, well over. Over a million people want to get tickets to this single event, knowing that there are other events scheduled not long after. We're talking about rallies that are slated to occur after Oklahoma. They're scheduled in Florida, in Arizona, in North Carolina… you got Jacksonville now uh, in the running to be the next uh, host of the GOP convention since North Carolina has kind of said, no, we're not going to do that. We're scared. Corona's going to get us all. How terrified must it be if you're working for the Joe Biden campaign and you're still trying to talk up, Joe, the the 30 seconds of the day that he's cogent and clear – he you say, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing great. We're winning. And then right out the gate, right out the gate, Donald Trump is able to draw a crowd of nearly a million people wanting to come see him. Nearly a million people, a single event. You know what that tells me and tells the left, even though they're not going to admit it, that there is a real hunger to see this man back out on the road… Cracking the whip, bashing the leftist crap, and ready to start kicking butt again. They've seen how they've affected Donald Trump since COVID, and they have figured it out that Donald Trump feeds off the energy of the crowds, and you've got – millions of people waiting willing to stand in line and go in a building and have their temperature checked and have stupid masks put on their face so they can hear Donald Trump do his stand up uh, comedy routine and uh, work a little uh, campaigning in in the midst of it they want to do it because they've missed it they we haven't gotten a good dose of Donald Trump all we've gotten is the filtered through the media version we need some more real Honest to goodness, straight up unfiltered Trump. <laughs> Bigfoot in the chat room says one label he'd like to use on his blog is badass, which does not discriminate by race, sex, age, or species. <laughs> Yes, yes, some asses are bad for different reasons Uh certain symbol of a certain political party uh, That just means they're just bad As in not good As opposed to tough and cool uh, Yeah, I, it's insane I was really hoping uh, Kelly would give us a call back At this point I'm kind of thinking she's probably not going to I don't know it has the same impact to reschedule her after this because you know this was a weekend going in. I'm sure she'll come back and we can still talk about the Bolton book uh, and, and all the stuff going on there. And, and I will reach out to her. We will reschedule. But I'm kind of sad. Kind of sad. I really did want to because she was great last time she was on too. High energy. She was fun to talk to. Uh, <laughs> I was really looking forward to that That's exactly the kind of conversation You want to have on a Friday night with a guest But all things Being equal Wouldn't Isn't that the dream All things to be equal There's the dream We are living in a time Where almost everything has been turned upside down And we're being lectured By people who Don't understand that biology is real We're being lectured by people who claim the mantle of conservatism And yet don't seem to express any form of conservatism In their professional or their personal lives Now if your profession is a baker then I suspect conservatism would show up in how you run your business by virtue of are you financially conservative? Are you careful? Are you uh, as expedient as you can be? Uh, Are you as efficient as you can be? Are you talented at what you do? Those are the way conservative uh, ideas will present. Now, it's perfectly okay if you decide to take that next step up and start putting uh, conservative messages on your signage or something like that. If you want to do that, that, that's not a big risk, but no reasonable American expects you to take that step because you're trying to run a business, and businesses are most profitable when you're not alienating potential customers. If you're, let's say, a Supreme Court justice…  … And you're supposed to be conservative, then what we actually would expect from you in that case is to see conservatism showing up in your professional life uh, by virtue of voting in a way that conforms to the actual text of the Constitution. There was a time when that actually was what was expected, regardless didn't matter what your personal uh, politics were. If you were on the Supreme Court or if you were in federal court justice at any level, you were supposed to measure every determination you made in comparison to what the Constitution says. That wasn't – it wasn't a conservative or a liberal mindset. It was simply a professional mindset. Now we have dedicated – Leftist judges We have dedicated Conservative justices, And in the whole process We're constantly being told By certain elites That we don't have Obama judges Or Trump judges Or Clinton judges I beg to differ There's a reason people have started Using the terminology Because we've seen That Certain judges appointed by certain presidents seem to want to push forward certain agendas that have been favored by those certain presidents. So forgive me if I tend to believe that yes, yes, we do have Obama judges. But see, our problem still comes back to something very simple and very basic, and that is justices that are appointed by conservatives… aren't necessarily conservative themselves. Justice Roberts, we've known for a while from the from the time that he magically decided that Obamacare was some here, some some here, somehow constitutional, when everybody on the planet knows it's not, okay, well, I digress everybody on the planet who actually has read and understood the Constitution. Knows it's not. Now, there's a ton of folks, sadly, out there that probably don't fit into that category, and some of them may not believe it. They may simply think that just because the the Supreme Court said, uh, yes, this is now the law of the land, means that they actually should have based on what the Constitution said. Uh, uh, Spoiler alert. The Supreme Court does not always get it right. We've seen a, a few cases of that this past week. Regardless of what your feelings are about the social aspects and the social ramifications of the cases that we got the official rulings on this past week, it doesn't mean that they were correct in accordance to the Constitution. They found some legal chicanery to, to justify coming down the way they did. But it doesn't make it correct because the very first question, the very first question that these justices are supposed to act when anything, when anything comes before them, they're supposed to look at it and see, is this constitutional? We don't have to look at a narrow section of the argument if the broader argument doesn't stand up in the first place. We simply just say no. No. The whole thing's void. Get out of here. Chips fall where they may. This is a mess that is actually trying to be cleaned up. Go now. Be gone with you, peasant. Okay, no, they're not supposed to do that last part, but the point is still this. The Supreme Court is not supposed to be a place where social justice matters because social justice is not justice. The Supreme Court is not supposed to be a place where personal politics determine the outcome of cases. The Supreme Court is not supposed to be a place where an agenda is moved forward unless the agenda is to return the nation to a federal government that is fully constrained by the limitations placed on it by the Constitution. That's the only agenda that should be getting moved forward from the Supreme Court. It's supposed to be the Supreme Court's role to stop Congress or the president or a combination of the two from moving forward agendas that are not in compliance with the Constitution. These are simple, basic, fundamental concepts that for those of us over the age of 38, we were taught in school. Although by the time those of us who are over 45 were finishing with school, we were being taught that begrudgingly. And the beginnings of the effort of the left to completely diminish public education in this country were well underway and we're taking root in such a fashion That right now today I don't know if they teach those basic Simple fundamental aspects Of this nation And how it's supposed to work <laughs> I know that I have had A coworker. She was a, a great lady Fantastic personality Very clever Very very capable of Of tackling problems head on, she's creative in how she handled them, could not tell me what the three branches of the federal government were. She couldn't. She would always get one correct, and then she would say things that just weren't right and i asked her multiple times but not at the same time i would like space it out and they came up during the course of conversations and we joked around and, and we enjoyed each other as much as a coworker should within the work environment nothing inappropriate but it was fun to have conversations uh, and that's the extent of you know nothing inappropriate so occasionally it would come up, and I'd say, oh, yeah, by the way, what are those three branches of the government again? And it got to be almost a joke, but the problem was she never could remember because it was never drove in in the first place. It was never taught to her in the first place. Now she was uh, a couple of decades younger than me. So she was somebody that went through the public school system after that leftist takeover was in full effect. I had a a young man that I worked with back in that previous life when I was uh, a manager of Fast Food. He was about to graduate high school. They were learning the Constitution and they were going over the requirements to be president. Nowhere in the textbook that he had Was there the slightest mention that you were required to be a natural-born citizen to be president? It was completely left out. I had to refer him to additional resources for him to discover that I was telling him the truth, that that was part of the requirements as established by the Constitution. He thought I was pulling his leg. He thought I was kidding with him. Not in the book (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen Right now we have kids growing up Where there's a lot that's not in the book And right now the woke mafia Is trying so hard to get rid of The remainder of our history All of the touchstones to the past All of our reminders of what was good And what was not so good About our history We can't afford to lose any of it. We need to see those dark chapters. We need to be able to revisit them. We need to be able to see where the failings of our forefathers were manifest so that we can avoid those same pitfalls rather than run headlong into them again. We've all heard the adage that those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Well, it's true. Sadly, there's plenty of people that do know their history and still repeat it, but it certainly helps to have touchstones to the past, to be able to see and know the reminders. Somebody like Nathan Bedford Forrest, one of the most ridiculous pieces of human excrement to ever walk this planet, even he had a moment of redemption on his deathbed where he admitted that he had been wrong when a man who had ...performed the most vile and evil actions that he did over the course of his career, can admit near the end that all of that had been so wrong, that he had done inhuman things, when that man who had been so blinded by hatred and bigotry can say, "'I was wrong.'" That's a lesson that needs to be spread, needs to be learned, needs to be reminded of, yes, this happened. Let's don't do it again, and in case you're thinking that this guy was right, he admitted he was wrong. That's the conversations that we can't have if we don't have those touchstones, if we don't have those reminders, if we wipe away our history. History is not there to be liked or disliked. It's not there to make us feel comfortable or to make us feel good about ourselves. It's there for us to see where our forefathers, where our ancestors, where even the people who came earlier in our own generation have raised the bar and where they have failed miserably so that we can improve on both. Period. And I think I should probably leave it right there for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I'm going to ask each and every one of you to please visit tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, intothetruth.com. I'm going to try to see if I can't get those links working again, Uh, Chief. Thanks for testing them for me and making sure that they work. I want to thank uh, Bigfoot and Chief, who are the only two that managed to hang out for the entirety of the show tonight. Friday night, I guess folks had other stuff to do, but that's okay. That's the great thing about being in America. Go enjoy your life. But for those of you that, that uh, carve out this two-hour chunk of your lives to hang out with me, that means so much to me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You guys have a great weekend. I hope I will see you again on uh, Sunday when I'll – Light it back up and do it again. Ron Edwards is supposed to join me this Sunday. We've been a while since we've done the Sunday thing, but in fact, I'm not even 100% sure how we ended up uh, hooking up, but we just haven't been able to get into all the topics I've wanted to recently. So, Ron will be joining us and we'll be picking up kind of where things left off and some of the things I didn't get to discuss with him previously earlier this week. But I want to remember, I want to remind you as you go into this weekend, uh, it is what we make it, and I uh, hope those of you who have the opportunity fully get to enjoy your Father's Day Sunday, whether you're the father or a grandfather, or if you're the child who's getting to spend some time with your dad, uh, do it. Uh, just do it. Don't come up with excuses not to. Just go do it. You're going to miss when he's not here. That's going to be it for now, at least for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. And as always, please, please don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and, more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Meanwhile, while you're out there in these crazy times, do me another favor. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, you know what? Be smart, even if it goes against your nature. I'm out for now. Have a great weekend, everybody.